Ladies and men who are gentle, it is I, Mr. Andy. Day 84 of the Inner Winner Show. We are cruising along, not too long until we'll be at 100. That's pretty cool. We're going to kick off today with the second part of A Happier Man and the topics that we were talking about yesterday, how to be happy in your 20s. I'm reading through an article by a guy called Hans over at ahappierman.com. Go check him out. He's got some good shit over there. And he shared an article with me that he thought you guys would like about mistakes that he feels he made in his 20s and some advice to himself and to other young guys on how to make your 20s and maybe your early 30s kick ass. So we'll keep reading where we finished off yesterday. The next thing that he talks about is he wishes that he hadn't done things or he hadn't been so ashamed to do things that increased his sex appeal. He only ever really focused on looking good on Fridays and Saturdays nights and then kind of let himself go a little bit throughout the week. That is absolutely something that I fall victim to for probably all of my 20s. Even my, it's only really in my late 20s when I started getting my shit together. I would put so much effort in in my late 20s, I started clubbing a little bit and going to bars and shit like that. And I would put so much effort in then, I would do my best to look my best. But throughout the week, I just dress like total shit. And you are missing out on so many opportunities if you do that. The halo effect is real. If you don't know what the halo effect is, it's basically the better you look, the better other people treat you. That applies to business. You will close more deals. You will get more promotions. People will be nicer to you at work. People will treat you better. People will just think you're a better person, generally speaking, if you look better, if you take some pride in your appearance. Because by taking pride in your appearance, you're basically saying, I give a shit about me, so you should give a shit about me. It's hard to respect someone that doesn't respect themselves. So he talks about the basics, you know, experimenting with different types of facial hair, uh, getting a good haircut, wearing cool accessories. He mentions that he, he had a fear. He was worried that his friends and family would ridicule him if he wore too many accessories. And that's something that I hear from guys a lot. They're like, but aren't necklaces gay? If I wear rings, won't people think that I'm try hard too much? And it's like, again, you being try hard. Yes, some people won't like that. Like 1% of the population will not like that, usually out of jealousy. But everybody else will see that you are trying hard. And guess what? That implies, hey, I'm worth trying hard. I I'm someone that deserves to try hard. And then guess what? They will treat you better. If you're still unsure, run a fucking experiment. Go outside, dress yourself amazingly, wear some fucking rings, get some necklaces, get a good haircut, dress in well-fitting clothes that suit you, that are in style. If you have no idea how to do any of that or what that looks like, go onto my forums, killyourinnerloser.com forward slash forums and ask for advice on there. People will give you fashion and style advice. Go do that for like a week and then go back to dressing like a fucking slob and see the difference. People will look at you more when you're on the street. Your colleagues and your friends will notice and compliment you on it. Random people will stare at you more. Of course, all of this assumes that you look decent to begin with. I'm not saying you have to look amazing, but you can't be like a 200 kilogram guy. That won't make a difference. You dressing well as a 200 kilo. Actually, no, I take that back. Even then it will. You will still get compliments and people will say like, wow, you're taking some effort in your appearance. Hans also goes on to talk about uh, smelling nice, like using cologne. That was something I didn't do until like my mid twenties, which sounds weird as fuck, but I literally just would go out smelling like a sweaty mess. I took no effort in my appearance. I think young guys can fall victim to that because... I don't know, you're with your bros, especially as a guy. Girls still take care of their appearance in their early 20s. 
probably more than any other time of their life. But guys just, it's very tempting to just be a sweaty fucking masculine mess. You smell like shit. You're sweaty. You don't really give a shit at that age. Take some effort in your appearance. You have no idea how much it's going to impact the rest of your life. Hans also says, keep a tan. That's something I, <laughs> that's something I never did until I was like 30 something. It's only in the last like couple of years that I've bothered to tan. That makes a difference again. He also talks about diet. Make sure you diet at some point. Make sure you're not fat. Yeah. It, it, especially because in your early 20s, if you can set up good diet habits and have good eating habits and good sleeping habits, that will carry you over for the rest of your life. Now, by the time you're 30, by the way, when you get into your 30s and definitely your 40s and your 50s, you have to be more on point with your diet. If you have like a big carb meal in your 30s, you put on more fat than in your 20s. In your 20s, you can kind of get away with being a bit of a fucking slob and eating whatever the hell you want and sleeping horribly and drinking too much. That shit catches up with you the older you get, especially now when you're in now that I'm in my 30s. I'm 33 at this at the time of recording this. Yeah, that shit catches up with me. I can't get drunk because it fucks me up the next day. I can't just go and eat all the junk food I want because I get fat. I can't have too much coffee because I'm extremely sensitive to it. So if you can build these good eating and sleeping habits in your early 20s, by the time you get to your 30s, 40s, 50s, where you need to focus on this stuff and have it be more perfect or more on point, you've already built that habit. It's not a huge adjustment and you don't feel the effects of aging as much. That's something that hit me, I think, in my early 30s. I'm over it now. Like, I'm, I'm fine with it now. But when I first started getting towards 30, I was like, man, I feel really old. Like, all the shit that I used to be able to do, I can't do anymore. Whereas if you build those good habits in your 20s, when you get to 30, you won't notice a fucking difference. Like, now that I am sleeping well, and I am eating well, and I'm not drinking too much, and I don't have as much coffee, I feel fucking more energetic than I did in my early 20s. Like, I feel fucking amazing. But if I was still carrying on those bad eating habits, those bad sleeping habits, those bad drinking habits, I would feel like a fucking train wreck because I did before I fixed all those things. Next thing Hans goes on to talk about is he wishes that he wasn't or he wishes that he hadn't been so afraid to ask others for help. I touched on that. Yes. In yesterday's episode. Me too. I, I suffered for years, like nine or 10 years of just depression, suicidal thoughts, agoraphobia, like being afraid to leave the house. I was in abusive relationships, like just everything was awful. And I thought that I wasn't allowed to ask anyone for help. I was in a prison of my own making, sure. But I was in, in my own personal prison, my own personal hell, because I felt like I couldn't reach out to anyone. I felt like I was trapped. I felt like I wasn't allowed to be a burden. Like, reaching out to my friends or family would have been causing them suffering. I would have been like, you know, bothering them. And so I wasn't allowed to do for it. I also thought it wasn't masculine. I thought I was a pussy. This is something that a lot of my coaching clients or guys that come to my forums first mention. They say like, I re especially, I think it's easier in a coaching session with me because it's like one-on-one. -on -one. They know that nobody's judging them. They know I'm not going to fucking judge them. They know nobody else is listening. A lot of guys open up and say like, man, it was really hard for me to fucking come to you because I feel like a pussy even telling, like asking you for help, even though I'm giving you money and paying you for this. I still feel bad asking you for help. Like I'm bothering you, like I'm putting my problems on you, especially for men. Women are fine at, at fucking reaching out for help. They're really good at that shit. Men, especially early men or young men in their early 20s, it's fucking hard. It's really fucking terrifying asking for help. It, go, it, it feels wrong the first like 20 times you do it. Like you're accept, it's like you're admitting failure. 
Like you're saying, I'm not good enough. I have failed. I'm a failure of a man. I'm not a real man. I failed and now I need to ask someone to come save me. The thing is, nobody ever achieves anything without help. It's literally impossible. No man is an island. You can't be an island. You cannot achieve great things without the support of others. And everything I have ever achieved has been with the support of others. Mostly on, I'd probably have to give like 75% of my success. I'd have to give credit to people on the Good Looking Loser forums. So goodlookingloser.com forward slash forums. The forums are a little quieter these days. A lot of people have moved over to my website and a couple of other websites, but there's still some great guys on there. And I asked for help probably like 300 times in the last like five years. I've asked for help from my family, which that took me a hell of a, I had to swallow my pride and ask my, my parents for help, emotional help, stuff like that, financial help at one point. I asked my girlfriend for help. Not, And I think it's worth saying here that when we say asking for help, it's not like you're going to the person and you're saying like, can you please solve all my problems for me? I don't think anyone wants that especially not a man. I don't think any man wants to go to someone else and say, can you please just wave your fingers and fix all my problems? All you're asking for is a little bit of support or a little bit of motivation. If you want to call it that, maybe that makes it easier for you to swallow. I'm just going to ask other people for a push. I'm going to ask them for some fucking motivation. I'm going to ask them for some advice. I'm not sure what to do. Maybe they have some suggestions. Don't, don't build it up into this big thing of like, oh, I've failed and, you know, I need to ask others for help because I'm incompetent. It's not about that. You're just asking for advice, asking for a bit of motivation, asking for a bit of support. This is something that I've done like 300, 500 times over the last five years of my self-improvement. I wouldn't have achieved any of the shit I'd achieved if I did it in solitude. You can't be an island. You need to ask other people for help, especially as a young guy. When you don't know everything, I said it yesterday. I went on a big rant yesterday. When you're a young guy, you're a fucking child. I'm sorry, but if you're below, let's just make up a number. If you're below 25, you're a fucking child. I know that you think, Andy, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm a man. I'm a 24-year-old man. No, you're a fucking child. You can, in 10 years, I'm going to look back on myself right now. And I'm even willing to admit it right now. I right now am still a fucking child. I'm a 33-year-old child. I'm starting to get my shit together. I'm starting to become a man. I'm starting to have principles and boundaries. And beliefs, core beliefs, stuff I believe in, stuff I would die for. So maybe I'm halfway down the path of being a man and still halfway a child. But when you're under 25, you're a fucking child. And you're going to look back. If you get angry at that statement that I just said, that just proves my point. And I'm not necessarily doing that to be inflammatory or to be a dickhead or to be an asshole or to be like a, oh, I'm an older, wiser man. And I, I know exactly what the fuck, how the world works and I can patronize you. I'm not saying it to be patronizing. I'm admitting that I'm just as much a dumbass as you. Well, a little less because I'm 33 and you're 25. Point is, if you're under 25, you're a fucking child. And at this point in time, you need to ask other people for help because you don't know the way the world works. You haven't had enough time. It's not that you're dumb and it's not that you're incompetent. And I don't mean to patronize again. It's just that you haven't had enough time on this earth to make enough mistakes. You haven't smashed your head into the wall enough times to go, oh, I shouldn't do that again. You're still a dumbass. Again, I'm still somewhat of a dumbass at 33. And I'm sure in 10 years, I'll look back and say, wow, that 33-year-old me was a fucking dumbass. He made some dumbass mistakes. So if you're in your early 20s, you absolutely need to ask other people for help. 
because you don't know enough. You haven't lived enough. You haven't made enough mistakes. You haven't fucked up badly enough. You haven't experimented enough. Don't be too good or too per- don't be too egotistical to ask other people for help. Just ask for fucking help. Ask for advice. Come on my forums. Message me. Whatever you have to do. Ask any friends that you trust. Ask anyone who will give you advice. Put it all together, collate that advice and figure out what you're going to do. Don't try and do any of this self-improvement stuff, especially not the getting laid stuff or meeting women stuff. Don't do that by yourself. You cannot do that by yourself. I know for a lot of guys listening to this right now, your ego wants you to do it all yourself. That was me. I had this big conversation with my girlfriend Imogen a few months ago, probably a year ago, where I said it was it was during an LSD trip, actually. And we were both really open at that point. We're open anyway, but we were super open on LSD. And I said, do you know what? All my life, I've had this notion that I have to be the lone wolf. Like everything I have to do, I have to do it by myself. I'm not allowed to ask other people for help. If I do, I'm admitting that I'm a failure. I'm admitting I'm not good enough to do this shit on my own. So the way I'm supposed to do it is I'm supposed to do everything completely by myself. And then I get all the credit. And we talked through that over the next couple of hours while tripping fucking balls, which is the best time to open up about this shit. Not that I'm condoning LSD. That's a different, I'll have a fucking different podcast about whether or not you should do LSD. And I had to like break down all those notions and work through them all and say, am I supposed to be a lone wolf? Is anyone a lone wolf? Is that helping me? And that was the biggest question that I had to ask myself. Is me trying to do everything myself, is that actually benefiting me? Or is that, is it hindering my self-improvement and my development? Is it hurting me? And eventually I got to a point where I was like, do you know what? I'm glad that I tried to do everything myself up until this point in time, but I think it's time to start letting that go. I think it's time for me to start asking for help more, to stop trying to do everything myself, to, to drop my ego and be okay with giving other people credit. And now I'm at a point where I can do that. I can freely do that. I can sit here and give credit to 50 people who've helped me. Crisis Overcomer, that Greek legend, he's helped me immensely. Bad Idea Bear, he's helped me a million times. One of my friends, I'm not going to say his name for, I don't know if he wants me to say his name, but he would know exactly who I'm talking about. He's helped me immensely. My fucking family has helped me immensely. My girlfriend Imogen has helped me a million times over. Radical has helped me. Joe has fucking helped me. Anyone else, if I've missed, I'm sorry. AGF, you fucking helped me. The Gravy Train, he's a great one who's helped me. There's a million people that I could sit here and name. I'm not going to name them all or we'd be here till the end of time. But the point is I can happily say that I don't deserve all the credit anymore. And that only came from me dropping my ego and saying, why do I think that I have to do everything myself? Why am I not allowed to ask other people for help and then give them a little bit of credit? Yeah, or give them a lot of credit. But It's like I wanted to achieve great things completely by myself. But what I found is if I want to achieve great things, maybe I could do it by myself, but it'd probably take me 15 years. If I ask for help, I can do it in one year. And I'm sorry, but like, it's not worth getting to your goals in 15 years just so you can say you did it by yourself. Like that little bit of pride and validation that you get from saying you did everything yourself, that is not worth having to wait 14 more years to get your goal. I'd rather get the goal right fucking now and then have to turn to the people around me and say, thanks guys for helping me. That was really awesome of you guys. I owe you credit. Who gives a shit? I have the fucking thing that I wanted to achieve. And what's even better is if I give those people credit, I'm helping them. They now feel motivated. They feel part of my journey. I can now help them 
because I'm in a better position 14 years earlier, now I can push them to achieve their fucking goals. And just seeing me achieve my goals is going to be enough for them to want to achieve their goals as well. It's it's a win-win. It's it's not a zero-sum game. It's like you're adding more to the universe. You're adding more to the world. If you let other people help you, you are actually making a better world. I'll keep reading some more points. We're starting to wrap up here. We got a few more left. Um, we'll start rapid-firing the rest of the points that Hans makes. So he says he wished that he... When he went out, like on Friday, Saturday, Thursday nights and shit, he wished that he wasn't 100% focused on getting laid. Now, with this one, some guys need to go out and be 100% focused on getting laid. Like that will benefit them. But I can relate to him. I went out so many nights when I had no idea what I was doing with getting laid and I would only focus on getting laid. And that's great if that's your number one mission and I would fully support that, but not to the detriment of having fun. And what I mean by that is if you want to go out and focus 100% on getting laid, do that, but still also have a good night. Try not to get too frustrated if you don't get laid. And that was my issue. I would go out like four nights a week. At one point, I was going out fucking six nights a week, even though half the bars had like no one in them. I didn't give a shit. I was going out trying to get laid, trying to fix my sex life. This was when I was in my mid-20s and I had no idea what I was doing. And obviously, I didn't even have the balls to talk to women. I would just kind of stare at them from across the dance floor or across the bar. And I would just like fantasize in my fucking head of, I wish she would just come over and talk to me. Or what if like, she is she going to start a conversation? I would try and catch their eye. Sometimes they'd look at me and smile. Man, I feel bad for these girls now in hindsight. They're probably sitting there thinking like, is this motherfucker going to come and talk to me? Like, I wish he would talk to me. And I'm sitting there going like, I wish she would talk to me. At the end of the night, they probably think like, oh, maybe I'm ugly and that's why he didn't come and talk to me. Poor fucking girls, right? But I, I never fucking made any moves and I would get frustrated. I would hate those nights. I would st I started resenting going out, but I couldn't help myself because I didn't know how to get laid. I didn't know any other ways to get laid. So I would go out like four, five, sometimes six nights a week and just give myself a miserable night. And I would even go out with friends a lot of those nights and I would kind of just ignore my friends because I'd be too hyper-focused on like, I need to get laid. I want a girl to talk to me. I hope a girl is nice to me. I wish a girl would start a conversation. It sounds like Hans went through the same shit. So if you want to go out and get laid, do that, but also have a good night and don't get too broken hearted if you don't get laid, especially if you're being a pussy like I was being and not even talking to girls. I think if you read my stuff, if you listen to this podcast, you know, kind of the fundamentals of meeting girls, getting laid, having a girlfriend, all that kind of shit. I think you understand that the first step has to be you making a move. No girl is ever going to talk to you. No girl is ever going to hit on you. And the ones that do exist in Hollywood or some rare exception. I think the number of times I ever had a girl start a conversation with me in a club was like three times. And I didn't get laid from those three times. They just had a conversation. I st it's still up to you to make the move. Even if a girl talks to you and starts the conversation, she's not going to get down on her knees and suck your dick. Like you have to say, hey, do you want to get out of here and go back to my place? Or, hey, do you want to go for a walk? Or, hey, can I grab your number? Or, hey, do you want to chill after this? Or, hey, what are you doing after this? It's up to you to make the moves. Especially once you're back at your apartment, she's not going to jump on your dick unless she's ridiculously drunk and she's the rare exception who's comfortable enough doing that, which, by the way, is like one in 50, one in 100 girls. So it's a horrible strategy. And if it's worked out for you once, congratulations, you won the fucking lottery. But we're not here to get lucky. We are here to make shit happen. I don't want you to do like strategies, so to speak. I don't want you to do stuff that 
has a very low chance of working out for you. There's no point you going to a bar or a club and just hoping that a girl talks to you. That's horrible odds. That's not how you play to win. Instead, I want you to do the things that will actually get your results. So improve yourself, look decent, talk to girls, hit on as many girls as you possibly can, play the numbers game. Tell them you think they're fucking sexy and you want their phone number, whatever it is, play the numbers game, make the moves, do all that kind of shit. Don't beat yourself up if you don't get laid. Try and just have fucking fun. Especially if you're in your early 20s, life is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be you going out and hating the fact that you can't get laid. Another point that Hans makes is he wishes that he hadn't been so afraid to go out alone. Absolutely. That was something that I did do in my early 20s, in my mid 20s. I started going out to those bars and shit alone by myself, completely by myself. No one there because I was like obsessed with like going to bars and trying to get laid and just getting out of the house and shit. That was part of me fixing my depression. And so I was obsessed with going out. I didn't want to sit at home any nights of the week, almost like I was terrified of staying at home. And my friends obviously weren't going to go out six nights a week. They had shit to do. They weren't like crazy focused on partying like I was. And so most of the nights, at least half of the nights, I had to go by myself. And that was a great skill to learn. I learned how to fucking be uncomfortable in a bar or a pub or a club by myself. It is really fucking uncomfortable. You want to check your phone 500 times. You want to just kind of pretend that you're not there. You want to like shrivel down into a corner and hope nobody notices you. You have to fight against those urges. And it was a great skill to learn. You have to start talking to the bartender. You have to talk to other people. You have to talk to guys. You have to talk to girls. You have to learn to like, if there's three guys hanging out, you have to learn to go over and be like, yo, bros, like, How's your night going? Do you mind if I fucking chill with you guys? Like, I don't know anyone here. You have to like learn those skills. And those are fucking terrifying skills. And I sucked for the longest time. I didn't know how to do that shit. I had no one showing me or guiding me or any of that kind of shit. I had to figure it out. And I was really fucking glad I did. I would highly recommend at least trying to be okay with being out by yourself. You can start small go to a fucking restaurant and some guys have trouble with that. Go to a fucking restaurant and and just eat by yourself. If you can't do that, okay, fine. Go to a cafe or something or a food, like a restaurant, like, you know, fucking Burger King or something, McDonald's and just sit there by yourself. Plenty of people do that. So you can start with that and then move on to a restaurant. Maybe then move on to a, a, a cinema by yourself. Maybe then you go to a fucking bar by yourself. Maybe then you go to a pub by a club by yourself. Start like leveling that shit up. If you still need help with this, there's a great program that's completely fucking free. It's on Good Looking Loser. I'll I'll leave a link in the show notes below. That'll be at theinnerwinnershow.com forward slash 84. And it's called the Good Looking Loser Going Out Alone to Bars program. And it's like a step-by-step program, completely free. You don't have to sign up or any of that shit. And he steps you through. Like he, he gives you like exercises or drills to do to get you more comfortable with just being in a bar by yourself. Highly recommend that. I haven't done it myself, but like I said, I did my own version of it where I just threw myself in the deep end and said, okay, fuck, you got to learn how to do this shit. Next point that Hans makes is instead of focusing and obsessing on savings and investments as a younger man, he wishes that he'd spent a little more of that on having fun getting out there into the world, traveling, adventures, stuff like that, instead of being so tight with it. He does talk about savings and investment are important, but the point he's making here is he wishes that he hadn't been so fucking frugal with his money. What I would add in there is I would say if you're in your 20s, focus more on investments rather than savings. Your 20s, I don't think, are the time when you need to be like 
storing money in the bank. I think that's a horrible way of looking at it because the amount of money that you earn in your 20s is nothing compared to what you will earn in your 30s, your 40s, and definitely your 50s. That's when you start making the big bucks. So you saving in your 20s is basically a waste of fucking time. I would recommend spending that money on stuff that improves your ability to earn or improves your life or improves yourself. Pay for gym memberships, pay for a personal trainer, pay for a nutritionist if that's going to help you, pay for a fucking stylist, pay for better clothes, pay for a good haircut, pay for fucking coaching with me or anyone else who can actually help you with your fucking life. Send me a message if you want that. Pay for stuff that will, that is an investment in yourself or your self-improvement, or your ability to earn money. Buy courses, buy books, listen to podcasts, pay for stuff like that. Yes, you will waste a fair amount of money because you won't know like what's good and what's not, but that's not a waste. That's called fucking life and learning. I think the only waste would be saving, you know, 80% of your income and putting it in a bank account. And what? You save like over 15 years. Like, wow, congratulations. What did you lose in saving that? You lost a gym membership. You lost a personal trainer. You lost coaching, books, courses, whatever the fuck it is. You lost that investment in yourself. So invest in yourself. It will pay dividends in the future. And then when you get to a point in your 30s or your 40s when you can earn real money, then you fucking start saving. That's pretty much the end of his list. And I wasn't going to add too many of my own things in here. Otherwise, we'd be in here for, we'd be here for, you know, six years. Maybe I'll make a separate podcast with some of my own ideas of stuff I wish I had done in my 20s or advice for other guys in their 20s. Maybe the biggest thing that I would say is focus on your self-improvement and focus on getting laid and fixing your sex life, building an awesome sex life. Focus 100% on that stuff. Yes, still have fun as well, but too many guys come to me in their 20s and they're like, man, I'm just too afraid to go all in. Like, should I be focusing on my career right now? And it's like, no, you're in your fucking 20s. This is the time when you focus on self-improvement and fixing your dating life, getting laid. This is the best time for you to set up an awesome sex life so that when you're in your 30s, you don't have to think about it. And that's when you build your career. And I'm writing an article, I'll publish it at some point, called How Getting Laid Makes You a Better Man. And essentially the point I make there is, I've got like 30 different points that I make, but you fixing your sex life, you starting to get laid more, you improving yourself and working on your self-development, you getting yourself to a point where you get laid a lot, that pays dividends in all areas of your life. You have a better social life. You have a better career because you're in a better position. You are a happier human being. It's hard to focus on your career. It's hard to go 100% all in on your career when you know that you're a sexual loser. Can you really, really, really give 100% of your time, effort, and focus into your career when you know that you can't get laid? Can you? I couldn't. Every single guy that I ask that question to, they say, no, you're right. I can't. I can only give like 50% of my mental energy and effort to my career if I know that I'm a sexual loser. So go all in on the getting laid stuff and the self-improvement stuff. That's super important. Improve yourself, your body, your mind, your mental health, your social life, all of that shit. 100% in your 20s. And then by the time you're in your 30s or your mid 30s, that's when you start focusing on your career shit. We'll leave it there. If you want to hit me up for coaching, send me a message. That's at theinnerwinnershow.com forward slash contact. If you also sign up for my Patreon, you get access to these episodes early. You can ask me questions and I'll answer them on the podcast. You even get a free monthly coaching call 
on Zoom if you pay for the higher tiers. So that's patreon.com forward slash kill your inner loser. And again, if you're in your 20s, go out and have fun. The best quote that I, I like to live my life by is by Oscar Wilde. Life is far too important to be taken seriously. <laughs>